Thanks so much for tuning in for another WeatherWise podcast. Today is Wednesday, July 7th. Can't believe July is here. And yes, this is our first podcast of July. And speaking of the 1st of July, we had some tornadoes uh, here across portions of Delmarva on July 1st. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to wrap up those two tornadoes that touched down, go over those details, talk about the setup of that day. Uh, I am Chief Meteorologist Daniel Johnson, and today I'm alongside... Uh, Meteorologist Ulysses Garcia. Let's jump right into it and discuss these tornadoes because uh, we had two touchdown on Delmarva Thursday, I believe it was, July 1st. Mm -hmm. So June wraps up. The moment we hit July 1st, we have severe weather push across the area. And it had been several months since we've had a tornado touchdown. And... I guess you can talk a little bit about the last time we had tornadoes touch down um, on, I guess I should say in Delaware, because these two that touched down were in Delaware, so we did not have any Maryland tornadoes on July 1st, but we did have two in Delaware. And it was the first time since? Tropical Storm Isaiah, so we gotta go back to early August of last year, so almost 11 months. And like Daniel was referencing when it comes to Maryland, uh, the streak goes back to November 30th, um, and that was the uh, tornado in Henderson, in Henderson, Maryland. So exactly. Um, so yeah, for them, it's it's been over about seven months or so for Maryland, but for Delaware, we're now starting a new streak again. So Delaware uh, almost went a whole year. Almost a whole year without um, tornadoes, and obviously the last time there was tornadoes, you know, we remember it was like the longest one in history. One of them was 29 miles during Isaiah. So. Uh, but yeah, definitely the streak ended and when it comes to the setup that day, it was just, uh, it was hot, it was humid. Uh, definitely those dew points were well up there. They were up into the, you know, upper, mid to upper, you know, 70s, the dew points. We were seeing those temperatures into the 90s. We were waiting for, uh, you know, cold front to pass through the area. But we were actually dealing with a trough ahead of a cold front. And that's really what brought us the chance for this severe weather to fire. We were going to have a cold front that was going to arrive about, about 12 hours later. Um, that was going to be the setup, but we were going to have a trough ahead of it, and that's what brought the potential for severe weather. Um, going back to Wednesday morning, they already started putting marginal risk. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday started putting marginal risk across the area by the Storm Prediction Center. And then by Wednesday afternoon, they started um, elevating that risk to a slight risk. And the main threat at the time was, um, you know, damaging winds, which we did get a lot of storm reports, especially with northern Delmarva of you know, various storm reports. Obviously the big one when it comes to damaging winds, um, when it comes to an actual report, was the survey done over into Taylor's Island in Dorchester County. Uh, so ma estimated maximum winds was 70 to 80 miles an hour and it occurred right around four o'clock in the afternoon. So that's about, about an hour or so before the tornadoes um, in Delaware. Now, um, I know it's, you know, looking on radar and, you know, this is my opinion and, you know, I could be wrong on this, but I'm just going to mention it here. Uh, just looking at the radar, when I came, looking on the radar after it all happened, it looks like the same thunderstorms that were in Dorchester County looked like the same ones that made their way towards um, the tornadoes. So those were, it looks like those could be the same ones associated with them, um, just based on how the track of the setups of these cells were forming from across the bay, crossing into our area. Now, keep in mind that across the bay, especially over, um, past uh, 
in Anne Arundel County, there was actually a tornado warning, but that, um, those tornado warnings, I noticed, those were making their way uh, north towards like the Dover area, but they were also fizzling out uh, between four and five o'clock in the afternoon. So, I mean, I could be wrong. I just wanna, I, you know, I, I just wanted to mention it. It could be associated. Um, it's obviously gonna be hard to tell um, but I just wanted to mention it, but that was a little bit of the setup there. Well, yeah, there was an impressive squall line, you know, a line of thunderstorms that formed, and there were, when you have a squall line, it's not one big thunderstorm. It's like, you know, so many cells yeah. within that line. Uh, so we had probably so many cells, you know, moving through with that line. But yeah, looking back on radar, it looks like if you trace that exact cell that brought the damaging winds into Dorchester County, it looks like uh, that was the same one that pushed into Kent County and Delaware and Sussex, uh, where we had those two tornadoes. Um, and the reason they went out to Dorchester to do the damage survey is because we had so many reports of damage on Taylor's Island and over into Cambridge. And people thought a tornado, you know, ripped through there. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching on radar saying, wow, Cambridge is getting hit with some crazy wind right now. And I could tell that it was, you know, very impressive wind. And that's what happened. It came to fruition and there was a lot of damage um, in Dorchester County. But again, that wasn't tornadic. Mm -hmm. That was straight line winds. And that's what the National Weather Service uh, determined uh, with their survey. But speaking of surveys, there were two other surveys done in Delaware. Mm -hmm. And that was determined to be an actual EF1 tornado. Two of them. Mm -hmm. um, and. Uh, I'll just mention the first one formed in the Farmington, Harrington area. And that was so impressive because we actually have video of that. If you guys want to go on my social media, it's Facebook. You can go to meteorologist Daniel Johnson, or you can go to my Twitter, which is at Daniel Johnson WX. And you can look up, just scroll through and you can see the video. It's, there's some bad sensitive language in the video. Uh, the person was driving and recording the tornado as he was driving on Route 13 uh, near the state fair grounds. And, you know, um, he used some, some sensitive language in there while being freaked out as a tornado was coming towards him. So it was a very impressive video. And that's just one evidence, just one piece of evidence uh, that it was a tornado for sure. So that was the one in Farmington, Harrington that then traveled to Houston, Delaware. And this was an EF1 tornado winds were peak winds were at 90 miles per hour and it was on the ground for 3.9 miles and the path width was 50 yards so it was a 50 yard tornado luckily no fatalities no injuries from that but it did bring a lot of damage uh, to portions of uh, Delaware and we had wind damage reported at a residence on Farmington Road uh, several trees, and I mean large trees, were uprooted and knocked over in the Harrington area. Um, I know there was damage to a roof of a local business. The, a tree fell onto a home uh, in, a, in a resident area as well. Uh, so a lot of damage from that system. Again, luckily, no reports of injuries and no fatalities. Um, so that was the first one, the EF1. Now, the interesting thing is this, that this storm that formed the EF1 in Harrington is the same storm that formed the next tornado. Uh, it just lifted up. So it was in the Farmington, Harrington area, pushed into Houston, lifted up, 
and then where did it go from there, Ulysses? Yeah, so while the first ones occurred over parts of Kent County, this one will actually make its way to Sussex County, just a little bit more towards the east, over towards the Milford and Slaughter Beach area. Um, this was actually a 90-mile-an-hour 90, 90 EF-1 tornado. It had a path length of 4.77 miles, and this one actually lasted, actually doubled the amount of time of the first one. The, the first one lasted um, three minutes. Um, this one lasted seven minutes. So from 5 o'clock to 5.07 compared to 4.52 to 4.55 p.m. Um, but definitely, like Daniel mentioned, though, this was actually, so it spawned another tornado within that same cell. Uh, this is the... By this point is when we started seeing the tornado warnings being issued um, as it made its way towards the Delaware Bay. Um, when it comes to the damage, it was first observed um, on Cedar Beach Road and Macaulay Road intersection. And here we see several large branches and trees were snapped. And then if you move further east along Cedar Beach Road, more trees were actually uprooted. And then the tornado began to uplift parts of a Porsche underneath the roof was blown across Shockley Road and then to nearby homes. So, um, and then there was even insulation that was also noted on all sides of the affected residents. So, you know, insulation that you put in your house to keep your house warm during the winter months, um, you know, was able to even take parts of that part of the house as well within the roof um, or even the walls. And when it comes to uh, further down towards the intersection of Shockley and Cedar Neck Roads, um, a residence also had a large television antenna that was bent 180 degrees down towards the ground. That so, was impressive. I actually yeah. saw that damage. I actually went to Shockley Road that day because I was coming back from vacation off the Cape May Ferry. And I was, was kind of nervous to get on the ferry because I was in uh, Cape May, New Jersey, and I saw the storms on radar and I saw the storms coming towards me. And the ferry was about to get back in and about to come into Cape May and I could see the ferry out in the distance and the storm was coming I'm like oh geez what's going to happen to everyone on the ferry but the ferry deals with things like that all the time and they knew what to do so what the ferry did and I was not on it at this time but when the storm crossed the bay after it left Delmarva it pushed into Cape May and it was windy it was very impressive uh, that really awesome scary looking clouds too and the ferry made it the ferry was a little late Everyone was like, oh, it was fine. Like, everyone seemed fine. <laughs> like, there were no issues with the ferry, but it did have to stop. It had to pretty much anchor itself in the middle of the Delaware Bay and just deal with the storm and just brace themselves. But anyway, they made it in. The weather cleared just in time for me to take the ferry back to Delmarva. And then I decided to go to Milford and Slaughter Beach and see the damage. And that antenna, the TV antenna, wow. I mean, that was a tall, thick piece of steel, and that was completely bent 180 degrees, like they said. Wow. Yeah. And a house nearby, as, as mentioned in the report, had part of its roof blown off. And it was upset. You know, it was, it's always upsetting seeing damage like this. And of course, when you get to meet the people that were affected, and I saw the people that were at that house um, coming back. They had left the house after the damage to go get some dinner. They were shaken up. Uh, they got back. The American Red Cross was there instantly. The Red Cross was there helping them out. And they had to leave. I mean, they couldn't live in their house that night. They couldn't sleep in the house until, you know, the damage was fixed. Uh, so, you know, going out there and seeing the damage and then also seeing the people who were affected, you know, it's always, you know, heartbreaking and, and upsetting to see that. But, and I haven't been out really to see much tornadic damage on Delmarva since the tornadoes of Isa Ias. And then again, when we had that one tornado outbreak in April, 
of 2019, I believe. Yeah, and, and Laurel. Yeah, and Laurel. So, yeah. yeah, it's always, you know, it's tough to see that damage. But, yeah, there was a lot of damage with these storms, but no loss of life. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, then that's, and that's the most important thing we could do. I mean, unfortunately, you know, the damage happened, but as long as, you know, as long as we don't lose lives and as right. long as nobody's injured, then I feel like that's the, that's the biggest takeaway, the most important yeah. statistic of all. Uh, because, you know, everything else can, can be replaced, you know. For sure. And, uh, um, but, you know, and, and definitely it, it was a mean sell because, I mean, even definitely, like you were saying, going to the Delaware Bay, I mean, it could, even if it went back up, it could still spawn for a third time maybe, you know. It could have spawned a water spout or something, yeah. you know. So, and keep in mind that uh, a water spout that touches land becomes a tornado. So just remember that. So the fact that even on the Delaware Bay, like you're saying, they had to anchor down uh, just means because of the fact that it it's already produced two tornadoes, so it was possible to produce a water spout. Yeah, and, and one of the state, I don't know if they're called state troopers in New Jersey, um, but one of the troopers or the police officers that was, uh, that was on the Cape May Lewis ferry, on the actual ferry that had to stop in the middle of the bay as the storm pushed through, he told me that he saw a funnel cloud. Um, again, I don't know how well trained they are in terms of spotting, you know, funnel clouds and water spouts, but he said he saw um, a funnel cloud out there on the bay. So yeah, you can definitely get those water spouts and um, things like that, which would be scary to see on a boat. <laughs> so um, yeah, he mentioned he did see that. So, but yeah, so two EF1 tornadoes. Again, EF1 tornadoes are winds between 86 and 110 miles per hour, and they determined that these two uh, produce 90 mile per hour winds. And that was enough to do a lot of damage in the Farmington Harrington area and the Milford Slaughter Beach area. And again, check out that video on my social media of that tornado actually crossing the, ro uh, the road and doing some damage. It's quite interesting. And we mentioned in Delaware, they, they almost went a whole year with no tornadoes. Mm -hmm. And they got two right at the, uh, so far we have two uh, here at the beginning of 2021. And Delaware typically averages one to two tornadoes a year. So hopefully that's it. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. For the year, knock on wood. You know, we still have Elsa that we got to deal with tomorrow or into Friday that hopefully won't bring us much severe weather, but it could. So, you know, we got to watch for more potential going forward. Uh, but as we've mentioned before in past podcasts, you know, with the climatology changing and the weather changing, the climate, yeah. hopefully we're not going to see more extreme weather than we have in the past. We're already starting to see it. Um, when it comes to heat across the U.S., when it comes to certain storms, too. So let's hope that average tornado per year doesn't go up um, no, yeah. for Delaware. Definitely, uh, let's hope it doesn't go up, even though, like you're saying, climatology is kind of we're entering that yeah. time of the year where the potentials are there. No, I, I talked about in weather tidbits a couple of days ago, the, the climatology for tropical weather, and July is statistically the first month where Delmarva enters a likely chance to encounter um, you know, are in the path of some sort of a tropical disturbance. And like you said, Elsa, it's definitely, so it's following that climatology. We had Faye last year in July and definitely going into August and September, definitely more of a concern as well. So, um, you know, definitely we got to watch out for these thunderstorms, but also tornadoes being spawned by tropical disturbances. And, and just one last note about that EF1 tornado. Um, it says there was also recorded a 62 mile an hour wind gust um, just as um at near its end point when it comes to the, um, that, EF, that EF-1 tornado, the second one over Slaughter Beach. Yeah, because so. I believe there was a local station yeah. that was like literally 
so close to where the tornado passed by. And that station recorded, yeah, yeah. that wind gust. Pretty impressive that there happened to be a station, like, right there. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and keep in mind, like you said before, though, like, these were, these were, I know I was tracking them across the bay. These were just little clusters, and then they formed into a line as they made their way towards Delmarva side. No, like, during the 5, even the 6 o'clock hour, there were still multiple severe thunderstorm warnings across the area. So, uh. Uh, definitely quite a line that pushed through the area and definitely, you know, produced those two tornadoes. Yeah, and just a shout out to Ulysses. He was live on air. He was tracking the tornadoes for everyone. And uh, he broke into regular programming at one point to let people know that these severe storms were heading our direction and that some of them had rotation. So that's what we do here at 47 ABC. We uh, do the best we can to give you guys accurate forecasts, keep you protected, your life, your property. So. We'll keep doing that too. Uh, again, we're in that peak season here where we can have severe weather and of course tropical season we're in right now too. So two EF1 tornadoes in Delaware, the first tornado touchdown since last year with Hurricane or with Tropical Storm Isaias. So let's hope we don't have any more, but we will be tracking the possibilities going forward. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we, we track every type of weather, so like, right. uh, like we said, you know, and uh, we're busy, uh, you know, and always, you know, make sure to, you know, download our 47 ABC weather app. It's it's free and it gives you all those uh, alerts, you know, for every type of weather, severe winter and tropical. So definitely, you know, anytime there's a severe thunderstorm watch or a tropical storm watch or anything, a high wind warning, etc., cetera, um, you know, it tells you and it gives you an alert and you can actually put it loud so you can actually hear it. <laughs> yep, wake you up in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks again for tuning in. That does it for our podcast today. We'll be back next Wednesday for another podcast episode of WeatherWise, where we bring you weather wisdom. Take care.